This episode of the TDLA podcast is brought to you by the Candy Pult. Is Halloween your favorite holiday? Ours too. It's the time. It's the one time of year to dress up like your favorite fictional character and indulge yourself with unnecessary amounts of candy. We want to help to continue the tradition while also being mindful of social distancing rules. Introducing the Candy Pult, a voice-activated catapult that accurately launches candy from your porch to the sidewalk. The candy pole is simple and easy to use. Just fill the reservoir with all your Halloween candy, and when somebody yells, Trick or Treat, the candy pole automatically launches a piece of candy to the desired spot. Now you can continue this tradition that has become a staple in our society and given children stomach aches for generations. But the candy pole doesn't have to stop with Halloween. You can find all kinds of uses for a voice-activated catapult. You can use it as a pet feeder that activates with a bark or a meow. Also, drug dealing has never been safer. No more sketchy people coming in and out of your house all day. Tell those weirdos to stay on the sidewalk and you can deliver their drugs from well over six feet away. In fact, Candy Pult has a maximum distance of 35 feet. Don't let COVID ruin your holiday. Keep traditions alive with the Candy Pult. I, I don't think I almost teared up during that uh, intro <laughs> song. <laughs> that is not, I'm not even kidding. Man. Wow. Yeah. I haven't heard that song in a minute. I know. Holy Guys, man. we are alive. We are. Thankfully. For now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And as always, this show is filmed in front of a, a live Zoomed audience. <laughs> right. We have literally thousands of people on this Zoom call, uh, all still in my old apartment funny enough because i've moved since we've talked and they're just still there so <laughs> i feel really bad for whoever decides to move in there and uh yeah but i mean they've been there quarantining so i guess it's safe really so i guess it's okay it is safe but, yeah guys we're okay i we're we're i mean physically we're okay <laughs> yeah um Mentally, might be lot, lots story. going on um i we've both been feeling like you know it's it should be because this podcast has kind of become a bit of a document of our lives and so you know <laughs> a lot has happened over the yes. past seven months so we're like maybe it's time to talk about it you know so yeah i i literally think the last episode we did was with janine yeah like end of february or mid-february or something and like i it's crazy that that was this year <laughs> right <laughs> it literally feels like 17 years ago right we did that episode at least in my mind so but yeah it's been it's been interesting and i won't lie i, I kind of was when the, when it first started i was kind of hoping that it would just i think we all felt this we were just kind of hoping it would blow over pretty quickly um at the beginning but now that it's been dragging out and we still qu don't quite know uh what's going on it's really nice to do this uh and i was telling yeah. sean i've been listening to I made the really bad mistake of uh, listening to the episode we made at the end of 2019 being like, yeah, 2020 is going to be our bitch, man. And we're gonna... 
<laughs> and we're just gonna like take it by the horns and make millions of dollars. I'm, I'm a little exaggerating. We were being realistic, but you could tell we had optimism in our voices. And uh, I think we both talked about how we had kind of downer 2019s and we were kind of feeling like we were coming back on the uptake of like a depression that we both kind of had not because of each other but for separate reasons yeah <laughs> and now <laughs> yep this happened which is good to laugh at but last holiday yeah. season was was a rough one for me so um, yeah i was i was like really trying to go into 2020 with good vibes i think we talked about I was doing yoga and stuff. I was always interested in looking into that. So, sorry, can I do a, another gain test on your mic? Just, yes, is, there, is there any room to turn you up? There is plenty of room to turn me up. How about that? Perfect. Is that even better? Yeah. All right. Boom. Yep. Um, so, and then we, you know, we got started and things, things were feeling and looking good. And, um, uh, it just it just happened all so fast. I mean, yeah. I I made all these <laughs> these big grandiose plans for my birthday on St. Patrick's Day. I I made a, a Facebook event and I designed a banner and I invited like people that I went to high school with that I hadn't seen in years. I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is gonna be awesome. I invited them to like Dave and Buster's and it was gonna be this whole thing. And yeah. then I get to Utah and like things are starting to shut down. <laughs> and I'm like, is there is anything going to be open on St. Patrick's Day? And I called the the Dave and Buster's, and it was this young girl who obviously didn't understand what was going on in the world. Because I was like, uh-huh. I was like, hey, are you guys going to be open on St. Patrick's Day? And she just says, we're open every day. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but do you understand what's going on? Like things are closing <laughs> down. And she's like, oh, well, in that case, I'm I'm not sure. You'll ha- you'll have to call us, you know, then. <laughs> and yeah, they they weren't open. So on the yeah. day of, I was like, uh, just trying to figure out what am I going to do? I have some people that want to hang out. I have, I have people I want to see. And then one of my friends ended up coming through and we had like, you know, less than 10 people over and just kind of I'm out of his place. Is a yeah, at least you got to do something. Yeah, it was a last minute thing, but it you know it was it was fun. I had fun. It's always good to yeah, see like, old friends. Can you think back to like the moment? Because I think about that a little bit. Like, do you, I remember hearing about COVID on Philip DeFranco. I watch him almost every day, and I remember him talking about like, oh, there's this virus that's breaking out in China. Um, probably, you know, just, and I, I distinctly remember him saying like, we hear about these viruses all the time. Most of them die down. Very rarely is it going to be big. Like, do you remember when you first heard about COVID (laughs) and then do you, and then I'm interested to know when were you like, damn, this is, this is a serious thing. Um, well, the, I, I remember these videos coming out of China that just made it seem like a zombie apocalypse, like people (laughs) falling over in the street and just dying, just falling dead. And it just, it just seemed like this thing that it was running rampant and people were just dying randomly and people, there was videos of people getting pulled out of their apartments and being pulled off the streets and thrown. it's like, what is going on over there? And, uh, and then it very quickly started spreading across the world and that that didn't make a lot of sense to me either it was like how did they not go okay we're going to keep this contained and close it down and not let this go anywhere because it's so crazy and then within 
months it's everywhere and i just didn't understand how that could how that happened so um i mean my conspiratorial mind right wants to wants to think that this is all planned i mean um the, the the joe rogan had a guest that that kind of said he's like this was absolutely made in a laboratory because of the way that it works and um just the, he he explained that like um the the it takes a while for a virus to 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 be able to jump from an animal to a human that takes a while and then once a virus is is able to jump to a human it's not necessarily immediately able to spread to a bunch of humans that that ta- that is another big step that takes time and evolution yeah. and it's like the fact that it was a that it was able to jump to humans and then spread immediately just means just goes to show that it was it was engineered to be able to do that like it, because it, it, otherwise it would have taken a lot longer. So he he kind of showed evolutionarily how uh, it, it was kind of this man-made thing. But you know, so it, I'm just part of me is like that wants to think like that this <laughs> this is this somebody planned this. Somebody wanted this to happen. And in uh, I'm not saying that I believe that, but when you kind of look at the way that it went down, it's 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 almost hard not to you know to deny it. But I mean, I, I, nobody knows for sure. You know, it could be a bat, could be a, what's the thing with the scales? <laughs> the, the, yeah. The pangolin? The pangolin, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah. I guess what would the, what would, it, did they explain what would be the benefit? Because if, if someone, you know, started this, whether it's China or whoever, like what would be the benefit of them starting it? That's uh, I you know and that's what I've been trying to figure out is if if it was planned by somebody what would be what would be their motivation for it and I I think even that is is something that's kind of hard to wrap our heads around but uh, sure. it, maybe they planned it as something smaller but it just yeah it just got out of hand so quickly yeah that's true maybe it maybe it became even more than than somebody else could have even imagined you know somebody who was kind of expecting it to happen or hoping for it to happen but um but yeah and then you know when it started out i i remember somebody mentioning like oh yeah you know they're gonna try and do a two-week quarantine and even when i heard that i was like that's probably not gonna happen (laughs) two weeks and i didn't even believe that like we couldn't wrap our heads around the reality that was coming (laughs) like yeah it's it's crazy yeah, I, I, it was if i can be hopefully you're cool with me being honest and if not we can just edit this out but it has been interesting to see you i mean everyone's really just like perception of this because i think you're right i don't think no one really whether it was you know man-made or whatever i think regardless of what happened like my grandparents got it regardless of what happened my one of my best friends and his girlfriend got it and she had to go to the hospital and it was awful for her and like that's what i care about you know what i mean like yes i wish i could know where it happened so that i could and whether it was china and you know things that i hear about is you know that they were super downplaying it and they were like like i think the guy who originally brought up the coronavirus has disappeared (laughs) like no one knows where he's here he is well and it's like yeah, he like tried to warn the Chinese government and was like, "Hey, we have like this virus is like very deadly and now they can't find him." <laughs> so, which is very scary. Um 
but yeah in the end like i just i i want this over because i i unfortunately have had too many well one is too many people who have who've had covid and it got really scary there with my grandparents not to make this too much of a downer thing because i don't want to talk about that too much but i mean we're talking about covid so yeah no. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to not to get too I think that's something the listeners would want to know is do you guys have you guys known anybody that was affected by it? And so Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. My grandparents both got it. They uh they decided to back when Utah I've been following Utah pretty closely. I'm sure you have too, Sean, since you you, you live there too, but um there's a moment where cases kind of dropped and so Utah started to slowly open back up. And once that happened, my grandparents were kind of like, well, okay, we have a funeral we have to go to that's not COVID-related, but just a funeral we want to go to in Idaho. And if Utah is opening up and Idaho is reopening up, maybe everything's okay. So they went They went with masks. They show up to the funeral, and they, they wouldn't let them in the chapel unless they took off their masks. They said it was disrespectful to the people who were – and. My grandma and grandpa tried to throw a fit, but in the end, they 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 relented and went in without masks. And then, yeah, a week or two later, they got it. And That's crazy. my grandpa, thankfully, was got over it pretty quickly. My grandma kind of got it worse, but they're both good now. They're both back home. They're both like doing really well. And uh, and then, yeah, my one of my best friends, he he was really quiet about how it affected him. He's kind of like one of those macho dudes. I mean, that was one thing. It's like he works out every day. He's like a fitness nut. And I kind of, if I, being honest, I, I never thought someone like him. My grandparents, sure, because they're, you know, older, like they've been saying. Yeah. But this dude works out, eats healthy, is like, and he got it and it knocked him out. And, uh, and his girlfriend, who doesn't do as much, but she's still, she's still pretty fit and um that sounded weird but she works out sorry <laughs> still pretty fit uh, yeah. she got it and she did this long facebook post about man it just sounded awful and it kind of i couldn't read the whole thing because she she just it just sounded and she's doing better now but she she they've told her she will have lasting effects because she got it so bad and her breathing is going to be something they have to monitor for probably the rest of her life and it's like damn oh is. man that is freaking crazy. And they got it in Utah just just by going out to dinner. So, Wow. At least that's what they think. It's hard, obviously, to to figure out where. But, yeah. I mean, we, just, we don't uh, have to get into it too much, but I just, I, I just want to come back around to somebody forced your grandparents to not wear masks <laughs> and guilted right? them. And guilted them by saying that that's what the dead person would have wanted, you know? Yeah, like, I don't. That's, you know, that's, and I don't want to get into. Did, did the that person? Did anybody that made them wear the masks? Did they apologize when they found out they got sick? Or so, so what happened is, is, is my my grandpa said that after they found out they already had COVID, they got an email from one of the family members, not the one who told them he couldn't come in, but someone close to them got an email from them saying, Hey, I'm sorry, everyone. It turns out I tested positive for COVID and I had it during the, during the funeral, please everyone get checked. And, um, 
my grandpa said he just responded no shit (laughs) reply all (laughs) oh my grandpa Oh, that was um, perfect. Yeah, but it's just crazy. I, I mean, I don't know if he specifically got COVID or not, but yeah, it, 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 like, I hate, I don't want to, I don't want to get too, you know, we don't like to get too political on here, but like, and I don't want to get political about this thing. Cause that's, what's fun about this podcast is that we can, we can kind of, I mean, we can talk about stuff that what's on our minds, but I don't know. In my mind, if people want to wear a mask, then let them wear a mask. And if they don't, unfortunately as much as i hate that it's their choice (laughs) you know yeah as much as i would want to you know i never would but as much as like i go on walks and i'm upset that people are like out at restaurants and not wearing masks and these poor servers are coming and they're like you know it doesn't matter like it it is it is their choice not to but that if it's not your choice not to then you should also be like oh okay but you have the choice to wear a mask (laughs) you know and vice versa to to each their own you know Uh, the the these all this stuff is really uh it's causing divisiveness and people are judging each other and and you know, the fact that the mask thing is even a politically charged issue is <laughs> so silly yeah. to me. Like, like so do it do it or don't, but it's it's interesting that it kind of seems to be a, a right versus left almost uh, these days. But and it shouldn't. And yeah. I think I I think it's I think like we have just we've already were divided as it was. And then I feel like this whole mask thing just pushed us to a to a point that i that i've started to question humanity but i can't be like that that's something that i've realized that's like hey just because someone doesn't wear a mask doesn't mean x y and z just because they do wear a mask doesn't mean x y and z you know you sent me that comedy video which i thought was really funny because it kind of showed the silliness of both sides yeah and um i don't know it's it's I just hope we can get back to the days and maybe this was just a Utah thing, but I, uh, I don't know. It's just growing up and like really experience what life is. I don't know. is rough. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy that to think that, you know, we just took regular life for granted, <laughs> you know, like, Oh yeah the comedy yeah. scene like we were getting into comedy oh. this year every week we were going yeah. to open mics yeah we were we doing were writing so good. we were <laughs> telling we were bouncing jokes off each other you know oh, so fun. and now i live <laughs> i can literally look out this window and see well close see how the ha ha comedy comedy store and, and that was like, one of my favorite ones and aren't they closed now that's what I've heard. I, I, it's weird because I haven't f- seen any like confirmations about it, but they tried to open up during COVID and then I think LA shut them down mm. because they weren't following any rules. <laughs> wow. So, <clears throat> but still, anytime someone loses their job is always, always rough, especially, you know, in the art scene. So, well, not especially, it's equal. <laughs> yeah. Anyone losing their job. We haven't been yeah, to a Kill Tony was... in months. I know. I, 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 there's been a few times where I've jumped on because they now they're now back to doing them at the comedy store, just not with an audience. And yeah. uh, I miss that. I miss that a lot. Uh, I I haven't really watched uh, any of those 
those online kill Tonys. It's just that's not the show that I they're fell in fun. love with, you know. The whole yeah, the whole point fun, was just the just chaos of having yeah. seven people on stage and you know Jer- yeah, Jeremiah, yeah. you know, doing like a a kicking contest or something, you know, with one of the or like a rap battle with one of the guests. It's Yeah. It was a spectacle, man. Yep. Yeah, our, the very last thing that I did before, like the very first, very last outdoor thing I did was go to that concert with you where we went to, uh, what was it called? It was across the street from the Viper Room. But what was oh, it the called? whiskey? The whiskey a go-go? The whis- whiskey go-go. To see the, awesome. the heathen apostles. The heathen apostles. And that, yep. that... That was the last thing I ever did. What was the band from Tokyo? They were, they were so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have them on my phone. I still listen to them to this day. Yeah. I don't remember their name, but they, 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 are they so were, good. they were such entertaining performers, you know, yeah. the, the drinks are yeah. on me. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he like goes to the bar and gets a, a tray of shots and starts handing him out. They had a whole song about the drinks are on me. Yeah. <laughs> it just buys a whole bunch of people beer. Yeah. Man, that's just the shit that you don't that you get here in LA that that you that you can probably find in other places, but like, it you get so much crazy fun stuff that's so unique to LA, like that is so LA, yeah. you know. You get so many people from outside the world coming. <sighs> well, the the it's thing just... that was so attractive about the city was was all the possibilities, you know. Even after being here a few years, I just felt like I had only scratched the surface. And it, and that was yeah. what that was that was so alluring about it was oh there's so much to do and see at any given time and whatever you're into, and when that went away man it was just you know we we've talked about it a little bit like I wasn't I was kind of asking myself like what what is keeping me out here at this point like sure. all the things that I came out here for I came out here for the animation industry I came out here for the the entertainment for the comedy all of that's gone and like when is it going to come back and and to what capacity and. I've had, you know, I, I've had a lot of going through that. And then also just this idea of kind of seeing this de-evolution of society and being like, if things go to shit, do I want to yeah. be in the most, one of the most densely populated cities where we've already been seeing rioting and looting? So we know that there are people out here that are capable of violence and destruction. Do I want to be out here when, if, if things get really bad? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been having those thoughts. I've, at this point, I've decided to to stick it out because I can I could leave it any I could pick up and go if I needed to at any point. But um, I you know I I I am still hopeful and optimistic that uh, things can get back. They they say it's about eighteen months until we find a vaccine, so that would put us until what next summer almost, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. But I'm I'm hoping that things can be somewhat back to normal like first quarter of next year or something. But at this point we, it's, we just keep trying to set windows for ourselves. Oh, maybe this time, maybe this time. And it's just nothing. So I think that just whenever a vaccine comes out, people will be a little more comfortable with it. Yeah. I, I, it, it's really been, it's just been such an interesting, like it's been mostly not fun, but in a social aspect, it's been interesting to see people's reactions of it all. And then, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before about how I had my big uh, panic attacks and I've, and I've been having panic attacks. And um, 
thankfully with therapy and stuff, it's been getting better. And I'm almost grateful that I had those panic attacks now or back then. And then I got therapy because man, imagine me having those panic attacks during this. And I've had one. Thankfully it was, thankfully I've, I've learned to how to get through them and how to get past them. But what was hard originally was the reason the reason why my mental health was so bad back then that I started having panic attacks was because I was working from home mm. and for Monday through Friday and sometimes the weekends I mean obviously it depended on what I did I was home 24/7 yeah. I never left and I thought it was a great idea because I could you know work and then turn and focus on like writing a script or a TV pilot or, you know, creating something or whatever. But I realized I needed to go outside. I needed to go to kill Tony. I needed to go into work because having my office in my, in my room, and this is stuff we've already talked about, but I'm glad that I, with my, with a therapist have figured out, see, now I don't have my, my office here in my room it's downstairs which i'm glad i have great roommates that that do that i have to plan these like tonight i'm watching rocky horror picture show with a bunch of friends and um like i i'm basically i'm glad that i i had that experience before this happened because i feel like it's made me handle it a little bit better a little more prepared as opposed to yeah mentally and when i do get anxious because i totally do like everyone is (laughs) you would have to be pretty either very ignorant or just you know if you don't have anxieties during this time whether it's whether it's you know not being able to go outside or it's a fear of going outside because that's a little bit of what i have um but then it's also you know something i've i've realized is like there are things to do that aren't ideal but they're safe right going to the beach i went to the beach with you that one time i need to go again because i've i've been dying yeah going to the beach with you we were six feet apart we had a great time you know it it was fine none of us got covid it it was all a great time i went to the drive-in not too long ago super easy super safe so i can plan these things at home I can, you know, plan little safe things outside, you know, you just, there's just these new dumb, and I hate them, but they're necessary rules. Um, but, but it also is important to do them, you know? And, and yeah. I think, cause here's the deal. Sure. I, I know I'm being safe in COVID by sticking me in here all day, but mentally, if I'm not mentally okay, then <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense of what I'm trying to say. You just got to figure out, I don't want to say loopholes because you still need to follow the rules. It, you can follow the rules and still have fun. And I think this is a good example of it, of I hope, you know, meeting through zoom, doing this podcast. Like I have some of my greatest memories in LA has been with you and some of my greatest memories has been this podcast (laughs) no i mean for real like like i I, i'm worried because he might listen i don't know if he will but the fact that freaking um uh and now i feel bad john grice what's that 
Oh, uh, Kyle okay. Davis. Kyle Davis. The fact that Kyle Davis follows me on socials, comments <laughs> on shit of mine, and like we talk pretty regularly is because of this podcast. Right. The fact that we got a you got an interview that was over two years ago too. Jeez, I know. <laughs> and, and like anytime I post about a new movie idea, he always wants to hear about it. Like it's so cool. Uncle Rico, I'm so <laughs> sad that I can't remember these names, but John Grice, John Grice, like yeah, we we've just had some awesome things of this podcast, and I've missed it. I mean, you've been you've been working with a porn star because of this podcast. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sylvia Sage. Uh, I actually, I don't think I've told you this, but I've actually. Yeah, we should we should explain what that means when I say you've been working <laughs> with a porn star. <laughs> yeah, so we had Sylvia Sage. She was a porn. She is a porn star. Uh, she came on our show. Man, I think a year ago, year or two ago. Yeah. Um, and then I pitched to her about running a YouTube channel and doing a doing a series on there. She accepted. But what, but see, that's what also sucked is I pitched that to her january we shot in february and then march is when la closed <laughs> or yeah. started not closed yeah. but it started to get some restrictions so i i've actually last last month was my last month with her um because yeah. i i've just i've been having really good time with them but now that she's been filming them i'll be honest lost a little bit of the ump of doing them yeah. And the rate isn't the same because I can't shoot them. And so now it's kind of hard to, it, it didn't really quite make sense. But what was really nice of her is I told her that I was very upfront and honest. She was totally understanding. And, you know, I made sure, uh, helped get her another editor, smooth transition. And so nice. and we're still really good friends. She'll, she'll like stuff on my Twitter and, and which is so weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I know I've said this on their podcast before, but if man, if you would have told my twelve-year-old self that I would be friends with a, if I had a, a porn star's phone number <laughs> in my phone, I would say go to hell. Go to hell. What are you talking? Well, twelve-year-old, you would have said go to heck. There you go. Right. Go to heck. <laughs> Same for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it. So thanks again for for doing this podcast and. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things that helps mentally at least yeah hopefully for you too but for me like i well i think i think what you were trying to say earlier is that quarantine has forced us to be more creative in still getting that human interaction um because we because what that's what you kind of realize is it was important you you still needed to go to the office and interact with people or whatever so that human interaction, you know, it's it's forced people to be creative, and the, so people have been doing a lot of stuff outside over video chat. You know, we played some games on House Party, so there's there's a lot of ways to to play games remotely and things. And yeah, um, yeah, well, you and I both definitely got a craving for the outdoors. I ordered all this camping equipment, and I know, we gotta do that. Still Before haven't still haven't gone camping because I freaking decided to order a, a tent from a a startup company on Kickstarter and they are having some real shipping issues start. They started a company right before COVID and <laughs> man. so, yeah, so everyone, everyone's getting affected, man. But, uh, yeah, I've been going to the beach a lot there, you know, there, there's stretches of time that I'm going like once a week, I go really early in the morning and I just, I do yoga on the beach in a cove by myself. And it's one of the most amazing things. Dude, speaking uh, of really fast, 
we so so me and Sadiq, my roommate, we have this uh, YouTube series called Popcorn Bombs. It's on my channel, Wadi McFly, mm. and we watched this movie called. Um, shoot, I've already forgot the guest or something like that. The visitor, I don't know. The invitation, the uninvited, <laughs> the uninvited. Oh, oh I, <laughs> wow, I went on a journey. I but know I've seen that, but I can't remember it. Well, there's not. It's not the uninvited that's like super popular. There's a there's an indie, a super terrible low budget movie where it's about a cat who's experimented on, and then a demon comes out of the cat's mouth. <laughs> This sounds like what's uh, uh, pitch and flicks, but I'm being 100 honest with you. A demon, a demon comes out of the cat's mouth and eats people, and if it, even if it bites you, it infects you with uh, poison and you die. So, but the very ending shot—spoilers! But the very ending shot, the the cat fall. It all takes place on a yacht. The cat falls off into the water. And you're like, oh, good, they killed it. Awesome. But then there's a shot on a beach where a kid comes running, and it's totally your cove. Like, it is 100% your cove. Oh. And a kid comes running up, and he's like, oh, this poor kitty. And it's like, oh, no, he's still alive. <laughs> is, this, yeah. is this what kind of year or decade would you put this in? Oh, 80s, like early oh, interesting. 80s. Yeah. So it's definitely your cove because I was like, holy crap, that's where, like, cool rock formation is and stuff it's so. uh it's a pretty popular place every time i go there i see a lot of film crews uh i see a lot of people getting married there um i've seen owen wilson there three times now and i try to make he it a, i try to make it a point to talk to him every time without acknowledging that i know who he is <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um like uh the last time he was there he he like threw threw on some flippers and went and swam out next to the dolphins and so, because the dolphins get really close, and so when he came out, I was like, "Dang, how close did you get?" He's like, "Oh, I was right up next to them," and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, can you hear them?" And he's like, "Yeah, you can hear them under the water." I was like, "That's awesome." Like, um, so is he starting to like recognize you, like that you've been there so often? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen him there for months now. My theory is Hollywood is starting to get it back into production again, so maybe he's got uh-huh. some stuff going on, but. Yeah, I ever filming Shanghai Three. Uh, they picked up production again with Maybe Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan. Oh wow! Yeah. I did not know that. Um, yeah, they they were going to shoot all in location in China. <laughs> so but now they're uh, yeah, I think they're switching it all to in studio. So nice. My goal for you is to become his friend so much that he's just like, oh wow, Sean, how's it going? <laughs> right. Hey. That's all I want. You need a you need an assistant on set or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then and then one of the last times I was there, I think I texted you this, but I saw Judd Apatow. Love Judd. Yeah, Judd that was pretty crazy. Him so. and his wife, I would love to meet. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his wife's hilarious. She's oh yeah, she's one of my favorite female comedic actresses. <laughs> yeah, you guys may know her from George of the Jungle. But George she's of the also Jungle. Many other things. <laughs> I feel like she's in at least one, if not a couple, uh, Adam Sandler movies. Well, Is she's that... in Cockblockers or something. What's that new one with John Cena? She's, oh that's yeah, that's like been her big triumphant comeback. She she, she was hilarious in that. Yeah, you big guys Daddy, know we're talking about. Oh no! I, okay, what's the movie? I'm imagining a movie 
some the the main character is a guy and he gets it in a car with her and she's drunk as hell and they're driving to her house to go like you know get it on yeah i don't know that's not big daddy <laughs> no no i think no it was, it was like a 2010s movie but it's on the tip of my tongue it's all right yeah i think about it anyways you, you guys probably know judd apatow's wife is we don't know her name i mean and you always have a story about i'm glad you still have a story about seeing celebrities because yeah i haven't <laughs> seen a celebrity since um yeah since i've been stuck here because there's no celebrities here <laughs> yeah true so, <clears throat> yeah it's been pretty crazy so yeah I, some other things i've been doing to like try and keep saying i did that birthday thing so his birthday was april my birthday was in may um there was a part of me it, it's so weird to think about that now <laughs> and but I was, I was pretty, I remember being so confident, like, ah, oh, this is going to be done by May. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you just laugh now because it's like, no, dude, you poor thing. But I, did, I wrote a ska song for my 30th birthday. And I guess in that way, I've seen celebrities because I reached out to a bunch of celebrities. If you guys haven't checked oh, it out. Oh, yeah. He got some reply. impressive uh, replies there. Dude, I was so surprised. Maybe it was because of COVID. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it. I reached out to way too many celebrities and I just was like, Hey, so had this huge, you know, fun party planned. Can't do because of COVID wrote a ska song about me turning 30. Would you be down to just say happy birthday and say, and do three Oh, cause the song is called turning the big three Oh. And, um, I got, <laughs> I got, uh, Let's see, Felicia Day. I got uh, one of the police officers in um, Breaking Bad, which was, he's awesome. He's Hank's sidekick. Um, I also got, I'm trying to build up to the two that I'm like, <laughs> but I got the, the one of the little girls from <laughs> from Mary Poppins. Oh, literally, yeah. literally the little girl in Mary Poppins. Um, Wilf, Wilfred L. Wilfred L., who is uh, the older brother in Boy Meets World. <laughs> um, and then crazy. I know I'm forgetting some, but the two the two big ones for me personally uh, were Sinbad and, of course, uh, um, oh, my gosh. And now I can't think of his name. Gil I put him at the very end because I love him. Gilbert? Gilbert Godfrey. And we all know that he's a he's. He's been a guest on this show. <laughs> yeah, if you've listened uh, to the show, you know he's a fan. <laughs> yes. So the fact that he did that. That, was... that actually comes full circle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does go full circle. So, oh, but it was so nice. And, and like, I was just expecting, like, hey, Alex, like, congrats on turning the big 3-0. Bye. But, like, a lot of them were like, hey, man, I know this is a difficult time and you wanted to do this thing and. And I posted the full versions on on my Facebook, but um, you didn't even have to pay the cameo fee. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> See, but that's the thing. I probably could have gotten more if I I didn't even think of cameo. That would have been an expensive video. Though. Well, yeah, probably. But I could have maybe gotten more and then paid them. But yeah, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. It was it was nice that they didn't accept or that they didn't ask or whatever. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty nuts. And then. Let's see what else have I have been doing. Uh, well, you've been doing I these. We picked up charcoal art. What? 
yeah okay you've been making art as well drawing and stuff but you've been having these really awesome script readings and like people are getting into character and you guys are doing like green screen backgrounds and it's yeah it's pretty involved it's funny because if i'm gonna be honest like when this first started happening and zoom was getting really popular people were doing them and this is a shame on me but i was really looking like making fun of people (laughs) who were doing improv shows and stand up and doing these readings because people have been doing these readings and now, shame on me. I'm a hypocrite. I, I accept it. Now we've come far enough that I'm doing them. <laughs> hey, six months in quarantine will make you do just about anything. But, I mean, right? I haven't seen a lot of these other script readings, but you you guys are, like, really having fun with it. You're all dressing up and getting into character, and, and it's yeah. and then you, you're making a highlight reel, which is kind of simplifying it for people who don't want to sit for an hour and watch the whole thing. So it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. And those definitely are a lot more popular um, – when I do the edits and cut them down and, and post them and my Instagram, like the people from TikTok who follow me on Instagram, um, which shout out to them. If you listen to this, <laughs> um, they, they have been really like loving, they don't watch the full thing, but they love the highlights of it. They think they're hilarious and they share them and stuff. And so, so you just did, you did young Frankenstein is the newest Young Frankenstein ghostbusters. And then the first one we did was clue clue. Nice. Um, and they're they're popular enough, especially with actors. I mean, no surprise. Anytime you can, anytime an actor can get on stage, they're going to do it, <laughs> whether it's a virtual one or whatever. Um, so we're probably going to keep doing them until we get out of this shithole. And uh, <laughs> have you have you thought oh. to reach out to Kyle Davis about maybe? <laughs> oh, that could be fun. Yeah, we, I don't know. we we talked about maybe seeing if we could get some. Uh, yeah, some peeps, celebrity type people. Yeah, we, it could be. That could be a lot of fun for sure. So, yeah, but I am passing it off a little bit to Chris, um, my girlfriend. That's been another <laughs> crazy thing. I'm talking a lot, though. Cause we're going we're gonna to pass it off to you. No, it's fine. Chris is going to be doing those. So, But look out for those. But are you So are you going on a walk every day then? Pretty much. There, I, I When this started, it was every single day. And I did it for a good three or four months where every morning, every day, for an hour, I was I walked at least a mile and a half to two miles. So you know your um, neighborhood pretty well. <laughs> I do, but like I haven't gone into any stores. <laughs> yeah, because I I moved during quarantine, so it's weird because and although the, I've been to this house, so this house used to belong to or not used to, it still belongs to my friend Sadiq. We I've been here before. But, you know, there's always the fun of, like, when you move to a new place, you get to explore a bit. I haven't really got to do that because I've, yeah, it's been uh, interesting. But I have fallen off a little bit of the walking wagon, mostly because, um, yeah, well, but I'm getting back on it because of the podcast things and stuff, too. But Nice. Yeah. Nice. You got it. You got to get vitamin D. Yeah, everybody needs a little D. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What have you you been up to? You've been up to some cool like animations and things on TikTok and stuff like that. Kind of, yeah. Um, well, the first couple of months, I think everybody got a pass because it was a new thing and it was affecting all of us and trying to get used to it, you know. And so that was uh, there was a lot of. <laughs> 
what what my crutch is is just weed and video games i it's very easy for me to just fall into a pattern of that every day and so after yeah. two or three months of that i was like all right now it's time to start doing some shit and yeah. uh and i and also just recognizing like it's really important to focus on all aspects of your health right now like that if you can't be interacting with people and stuff then just focus on yourself you know it's why not um you have no excuse right so i'm I've been, and I've kind of been doing this even before quarantine, but uh, every other day I'll either do an exercise or I'll do my yoga. Um, and then like at night before I go to bed, I'll I'll throw on my Beats headphones and lay in bed and I'll listen to like, like um, sound bowls and like binaural beats and stuff and just tr- like try and meditate and just cl- yeah. clear my head that way. And um yeah, trying to be outside and be in nature, getting that vitamin D, um, trying to get in like the ocean. Just I feel like the ocean water is just very cleansing and grounding, and you know the coldness of it, the refreshingness of it is is good for you. Yeah. So yeah, just just tr- trying to do the, all those things as much as possible, and um, and then I I've been trying to figure out how to how to leverage TikTok. Um, I've I've seen how people can like videos can can go viral on there pretty easily and I don't understand how it works but um I've been no trying to, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out like how can I leverage this you know with my own skills cuz I don't want to dance and I don't want to lip sync I'm not like that it's it's really not about me I don't even care if people know what I look like you know so what I've been yeah. doing is downloading other people's viral videos and then adding animation to them so I did I I did take a video that I made a few years ago and broke it up into pieces and threw that on there because I thought people would appreciate it. But the idea is, um, and animating, and and ad- ad- adding animation to other people's videos and stuff. And uh, going slowly but surely. I've got three, three of those done. The fourth one is taking me a minute because, you know, I I get uh, intimidated after you know, like when I when I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do this, and I sit down and I do it, and then I'm like, I feel like I have no ideas. <laughs> I'm like, wait, but what do I do? Because uh, it's really just this guy dressed up as Naruto doing like stuff with his hands, and he's moving really fast. And yeah. like there was there was days there were a couple days that I was like getting really meticulous about the details of the animation and stuff. And then I watch it back, and it's like not even a second of animation. It happens so quickly, and I'm like, why am I getting so hung up on the details and spending so much time if like nobody's even going to be able to see it? Yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out like how can I do the how can I animate something that goes quick with this but people can kind of see what's going on it's not like so fast that it just flashes before their eyes so that so i'm kind of trying to figure out this this balance and it's 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 a fun challenge you know and i learn more every every day so but i'm I'm hoping you know i'm hoping that if i just stick with it and consistency that something's gonna something's gonna stick and then hopefully you can kind of snowball from there and and you know the idea is to or the hope, I guess, is just just trying to get some some recognition or some some eyes on my work. So we'll see what we can make happen. But that just comes with uh, consistency. So yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I got to applaud you because they're they're really cool. And I and I've been I've been loving what you've been what you've been doing with them. And um, thanks, man. Yeah, TikTok is just so weird, man. And like, you know, when quarantine started, I was getting like a thousand likes a video. And then I, and I was still like, Hey, if I'm going to be in quarantine, I'm going to make a video every day. And I started to, but then like I made one political post 
and then ever since then i've gotten like maybe 30 40 likes oh <laughs> interesting it's it's been it's been really frustrating and i know everyone everyone talks about shadow band i don't know if that's a real thing or not but um and you and for people who've listened you know i'm not really like a controversial dude i didn't like post any like you know misleading information or i didn't like it was literally just me talking about like something trump did or something like that yeah and it got like three views and i don't know if it was just because the twenty six thousand followers that follow me were just like fuck you to all that (laughs) or or yeah or they just got silenced but then another frustrating thing is i made a video yesterday where i was reacting to a um someone on someone on uh so black lives matter that's a whole other whole other can of worms we can get into which has been happening i mean it's been happening for a long time but but it just really elevated during this time uh Mm -hmm. but i was just i was just making fun of this lady who she made a video about her saying that black lives matter is a racist statement and she's white so if you're holding a black lives matter sign that it's racist against her and she knows what it's like to be black and then she's like uh white lives can't matter until all lives matter and it's like what are you talking about (laughs) so but i made fun of her and the video that i reacted to her it was almost at like three thousand views or three thousand likes just yesterday after i posted it and then good old TikTok comes along and because her video violates the guy the community guidelines not only did they take down her video they decided to take down my video even though i was criticizing her for the reasons why she was taken down for the community guidelines huh. and you see those on TikTok all the time i don't know i was super frustrated because so, i was just so like, any oh, anything anything associated with the original video gets taken down I guess that's their new thing. <laughs> wow. It doesn't make any sense because I see I see people, they've been roasting. <laughs> Sorry, there's this girl on TikTok who people have just been roasting the shit out of because she's, she did a video. I have to send it to you. I should have done it for one of our, um, don't you dare laugh. Which guys we have we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing don't you dare laugh. So we still got dare. it. Still got it. Um, but she. She's like, she starts the video where she's like, um, look, see this mask? It doesn't work. This is a CDC mask. Watch, it doesn't work. So she gets a spray bottle. She puts it, she's like, it's on mist. And then she puts it up to the mask and starts doing it. Nothing comes out. (laughs) It literally protects it like it's supposed to. So then she jams it into like the, like right on the whatever and then starts doing it and then a little starts dripping out because she's literally pushing it but i don't know who sneezes like that trying to make a point yeah oh but people have been roasting her and she's (laughs) she's just been like yeah it's been hilarious but that's the thing is people have been making videos because that because tiktok took down that original video because it's misleading information and but then people's videos of them reacting to that are still up. So why is mine? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. It's there, there's no rhyme or reason to uh, 
a lot of that, you know, I, yeah. Um, a lot of yep. the podcasts I've been listening to have, are talking about people who are getting shadow banned or content removed. And it just, it's, a lot of it just seems like, I mean, it could have just been as simple as one of your 25,000 followers reporting it and they're like, okay, and that's yep, enough. Just one person. <laughs> like, yep. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, and like, I, 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 I support, especially with the current presidency, <laughs> I, I support you know, putting up warnings about, hey, this is misleading information. Here's the facts. And I support if something's dangerously misleading, but I worry that 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 it is that people are just like, oh, this is reported for misleading information. We're taking it down immediately. Like, I don't even think people watch the video. Like, I right. literally think there's a robot that's like up oh, all right we're taking it down and it's like we rather rather take it down than have it be kept up and us get a controversy yeah so it's almost I'm like not defending president trump <laughs> but i'm just saying <laughs> well it's kind of like uh you're seeing it happen to celebrities when accusations come out it's like nothing has been proven but if an accusation comes out that person is probably going to get fired from wherever they work, you know, ABC, Disney, yeah. wherever. It's like they don't even want to deal with it. If something hits mainstream news, they're like, okay, we, we can't be associated with you anymore. Yeah. So, yep. Kind of sucks. Yep. And that goes for men and women. Like, there's been, you know, and obviously it happens more for, for women. Except um, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> dude, and I can get into Ellen. You want to get into Ellen? No. <laughs> My thing... I, have, I have two friends who've worked for Ellen. Ooh. And this will be really quick. Yeah. I'm not gonna say her name. My whole my whole joke was did. just apparently she can't get fired, but oh, <laughs> dude. yeah, for real. I, I so I had a friend. I got to be very careful for the, this exact reason of like what you're saying. Yeah. I had a friend who she worked for Ellen. I can say she worked at or that I I teched one of her improv shows at iOS because I teched a thousand shows yeah. so. She, there were times she would come back from the Ellen show or she was coming from work directly to iOS tears Ooh. because of how awful it was over there. And this wasn't just like a producer. No, she like worked with Ellen. Okay. And, and I've, so I've known about this whole thing with Ellen for like years. And then I watched her apology and like, she turned it into a stand-up bit. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Yeah. Man. Um, I, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, to to I didn't know how bad it was, but if people are leaving there, you know, in tears, that's that's pretty rough. Um, my whole thing though was like, aren't a lot of rich people in power just assholes in general? Like. <laughs> Like, sure. I don't know. I've, I feel like I've I've heard over the years plenty of stories of, like, actually, this guy's not so cool. You know, here's a story of this. But, I don't know, maybe it was, it was so much so with Ellen that it was worth, like, coming out and, like, and really yeah. calling her out on it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think there's a point where... But let me, let me also add a caveat. That is, like, the least important thing that has happened this year out of all yeah, of this exactly. shit. <laughs> Like exactly. that is like the bottom rung. I mean, we've got we could we could write a, a we didn't start the fire song just about twenty twenty. Dude, that's actually a smart <laughs> idea. <laughs> like, 
That's a very smart idea. Holy shit. Yeah, it has been it has been nuts. And you know, like I if there the you know, I try and think of like the positives that are going to happen because if you think about the negatives, you're just going to be engulfed in it. You know what I mean? And it's just going to and that's what happened I think the first couple months of COVID. Like Yeah. Like it's just going to engulf you. So the only positive I hope is that people can be like, "Hey, how about instead of now that now this is weird to say after Ellen, not talking about Ellen. Yeah. I just think it's easy for us to go out and criticize, especially celebrities, you know, because we're like, you know, people are going after Chris Pratt right now. And like, why don't we take this time to really work on ourselves? Right. Like why, since we're only by ourselves, like why can't we and maybe it's because like there's a stigma about that right like there is still a stigma especially in america about like oh you can't go to a therapist that's weak or that or that means you're psychotic or or in my parents case it means that i don't i don't love jesus and i don't believe in god anymore just because i go to a they haven't outright said that but they have told me several times oh you could just pray you don't need to see his therapist you could just pray um okay that that is one thing i hope that we can all do is really just focus on ourselves you know i've been doing a lot of things that i've wanted to do that i never had a chance to before like i i've taken cooking classes (laughs) i've finished that feature script that i've been talking about for a year it's now it's not finished but it's in like and i am really going hard at it like i i really want this this is going to be my first feature that i that i direct and i'm i wrote it in that way so that it'll be easy to do that um but i wouldn't i probably would have it took me a lot longer if covid didn't happen you know Mm. and yeah yeah, it's so yeah, looking on the bright side of the bright side of things, it it's allowed us to um focus on other things, right? Like really focus on ourselves. What what is something that I've been wanting to do for a while or what's a project or um what have I been wanting to get into? Um any any of those things. So just trying to look on the bright side of it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But which is not an easy thing and i understand (laughs) you know and there's there's always something to engulf yourself in you know we had a talk or i think you saw me post about doom scrolling which for those who don't quite know because it's a kind of a fairly new term it just basically means when you go on social media and for me it's twitter and facebook because instagram you know i only see the people who i kind of want to see um but uh it's where you look at stuff and you know that you're going to find awful things and you just keep consuming it um for yeah. me like I would go on Twitter and what I would do is if someone posted like uh you know something awful happened over here I and I'm trying to be vague to not you know um I would go into the comments 
and see that's the thing the comments are filled with like the worst people because they feel entitled to say something (laughs) you know what i mean and so and i would just go through tons of just like racist and homophobic and and like it just would get me so depressed and i just kept doing it and so taking social media breaks has been very awesome (laughs) during this time and i wish social media wasn't important for what we do but it is it's it's a necessary evil yeah um and then on facebook i i would uh i I don't know if i told you this but i would i would when i liked utah's local news station facebook pages so when they post a news story i would jump in into the comments and see what people are saying i would really never comment myself (laughs) but i would it's just it makes you sad <laughs> yeah you know Ugh. yeah know. uh there, there's a lot of different opinions that people have about what's going on right now and um <laughs> some of it just seems very uninformed and some of it just seems uh politically charged you know it's uh mm-hmm. Uh, and you you don't really know what's true. Like I I just take everything with a grain of salt these days. Like I I don't know how the virus started or how it spread, but I hear all these things and and you know I I just kind of like I'm just kind of like well that kind of makes sense, but I don't I still don't know if that's the case. I'm not going to go on Facebook and rant about that this is the thing because how how do I know? You know like I'm not mm-hmm. how I don't understand how people can can go out there and and try and preach to everyone else like they actually know something when you really just heard it from another source that yeah what pisses me off is like there's some people who who take memes as fact (laughs) like like on facebook or twitter someone will share a meme that says um doctor says that covid19 is actually uh lemon drops that's all it is it's just lemon drops it's no big deal and then someone will share it and be like see i told you motherfucker oh <laughs> covid19 is not dangerous at all because this meme says so so and it's just a picture of a doctor going and it's like come on yeah. yeah i agree with that you need to take everything with a grain of salt especially memes news like i know trump likes to take it to the extreme but I, to be fair, like you can't deny that there has been some news outlets that are politically motivated, which sucks. Like, can't we just get our news? <laughs> That's well, not I, I don't think one person look bad. I don't think that there's any point in arguing about which mainstream media news channel has the best information because if they're mainstream they have an agenda (laughs) like you have to go to like podcasters or youtube channels people who really don't have executive producers breathing down their neck and handing them scripts and telling them like this is what we're going for today just people who are analyzing it themselves and maybe sitting down with a team and being like what's the best most unbiased way to approach this together you know like philip defranco or, or or some of those other guys and Yep. You really got to you really got to go out of your way to look for these kind of third party information platforms cuz I I I hear like you know my uncles and my family back home in Utah and stuff being like well I think I just think Fox just you know says it the way that it's that it is or you know I've got people out here like well I just think CNN just says CNN. it it's like 
Why are we yeah. even arguing about which mainstream media is more believable? If you if it, if it is a three letter company, like <laughs> they have an agenda, you know. Yeah. Like, and why so. can't like here another you know why can't if you read a Fox News article or if you read a CNN article, and like literally all you have to do is if cnn says trump did this or fox news says biden do that did this all you have to do there's a magical thing called google (laughs) (laughs) you could literally go in some things take a little longer than whatever but you can literally go in snopes i love snopes it's not politically motivated it gives you it's not like a big long article of like some dude masturbating on why Trump is a dipshit or Biden is a, gr- a grandpa, whatever. Like, it is just like, hey, Trump said this. Right. Here's why it's wrong. And here's a link. And here's the facts of where you can go and look for yourself of what's happening. But we don't. Some of us yeah. either look at memes or just look at articles or we watch Fox News or. Over- they just see a title of an article and don't even read the article. And they're like, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah, yep. must be true. <laughs> so, and yeah, it, it's, it, and it is so simple, maybe not every subject, but it is so, so simple to look up misinformation. And if you see a meme or you see an article that you're like, Hmm, that doesn't sit quite well with me or Hmm they're saying this about a president that I like or some, a candidate that I like, or, I mean, it's not even just them. Obviously that's the hot button issue because the election is in two weeks. <laughs> so, mm. but or less than two weeks now, I guess or we're coming up, but it's, it is insane to me that that's happening. And then also to be fair, there are certain topics that I think people on purpose make hard to look into because they don't want you to know the right information right and that's why conspiracy theories happen and i don't think i i know you love conspiracy theories i love conspiracy theories but i think i think some conspiracy theories can lead to awful things but there has been some things where conspiracy theories have led to the truth (laughs) you know and go ahead are you gonna say something no just yeah agreeing a lot a lot of you know like the the during this whole quarantine the epstein thing came out and that was kind of that was kind of been known now for a couple of years but conspiracy theorists have been talking about a pedo island for <laughs> decades i mean yeah uh, alex yeah. jones used to he was talking about it back in the early 2000s and stuff but yeah they're not right about everything but uh i just think it's just interesting to just listen to what people think is going on out there and just just hear it i i don't really i don't go oh wow this must be true or you know just listen to stuff until until there's until there's nothing like people like to keep secrets especially the government And what what and you know they hate having conspiracy theories happen. Well, when you don't, when you're not open with your people, and when you keep secrets, this is what happens. You know, mm-hmm. and like if there's a conspiracy theory like the Earth being flat, there is there is millions of evidence. <laughs> there is literally so much to support against it. Yeah. Like, and you can look up and find it. And you know that's something that I just. But the fact that people believe that, oh, it's just. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Trump one day is like the Earth's flat. Everybody. 
The Earth's flat. Aliens are real. It's tremendous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, I kind of wanted to uh, just see if we could go over all of the things that have happened over quarantine. I mean, not, whatever we can remember has happened over quarantine since we you know, last talked seven months ago. Um, You're, I mean, as far as the podcast goes. Because we've talked. Yeah. Like, me and Sean haven't talked. It's not like me. This is the first time me and Sean have talked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah. just like what what kind of major things have happened uh, in the world over quarantine? I mean, the biggest one for me that that happened. I mean, it felt like it happened pretty early. Um, was George Floyd mm-hmm. and Black Lives? You know, Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, that's been around forever. I'm not. That's obviously not new. Yeah. Um, that's been like the biggest one, I think, that's happening. And like, it's so interesting. I think, I think it had a big impact because of the quarantine. I'm not saying, what I'm trying to say is black people have been getting shot by police for a very long time. This isn't a new thing at all. Like this wasn't something that just happened. And I think why it caused such a big thing was because of quarantine and people being glued to what's happening in the world. And so I'm trying to make this as a positive. I'm not trying to say that. I'm glad that this news got out and like, you know, and I, that was really the, the spark that kind of ignited a lot of, uh, things that have gone down, you know, like we, it, it started that began protesting across the world. It wasn't just an American thing. People were protesting in foreign countries because of this. Um, and and man, it really sucks that there are opportunists that see these protests and are like, oh, you know, we can, if there's a lot of people around, we can get away with things like uh, looting and rioting. And then right. the mainstream media just wants to focus on that. But it's like, yeah. that's that that's two different groups of people that just happen to be in the same place. Right. And you, then they both like to try and put blame on specific people. You could blame whoever. It could be an opportunist. It could be somebody who is politically motivated that's like, ooh, we can make somebody look bad here. It could be any of those things, but we really don't know, you know, and all we, but we can't, we can't associate the protests with that. We just have to understand that there are opportunists who see that and, and make things look bad, worse than they are. And I, and it, it, especially here in LA, it was pretty bad. Like I follow a couple Instagram pages uh, Los Angeles problems and stuff and or Santa Monica problems Santa Monica the promenade do you know where the promenade is yeah oh yeah there was over a hundred stores just there wow. but then you've got you've got Melrose shopping district you've got downtown so many places were I mean I can't imagine the millions of dollars of damage that that were done there yeah it was crazy yeah, yeah, it's crazy and it's and it's a it's such a tricky situation where it like I don't know, there was a political cartoon uh that was like released back when Martin Luther King was alive and they were trying to blame Martin Luther King for the riots that happened back then. It was it was Martin Luther King like standing, there's police officers and the police officers were saying uh, or he's saying, oh, let me tell you about our our next uh, peaceful protest while, like, the city was burning behind him, trying to blame him for it. Mm. And it's like, it's, there, it's, such, it's so hypocritical because I'll be honest, 
in my personal opinion, I and I'm not I don't want to say this is for everyone who's on the right, but a lot of that has been like, oh, look at Black Lives Matter. They're the reason why the riots are happening. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you could literally say, hey, all those Trump protests that were about the masks that did turn violent, some of them, some businesses were destroyed. Maybe not on as that big of a scale, but, you know, like you mentioned, it happened. It was huge. It was all over the world, you know, and but you can't say that that's fine and this isn't right. Like that's that's, that's yeah. so hypocritical and I'm going to say it racist. <laughs> well, and, and just uh, because it happened at a, a Black Lives Matter event, it's it's really hard to know who actually started it, you know, like. Yeah. I I could I could totally see somebody who's like I, I want to make the BLM movement look bad and organize something to to kind of get a riot and stuff going, you know? Like there's there's videos of of white people with masks over their face and hoodies on throwing chairs through windows and black people are like what are you doing? Like yeah. stop that. Leave it alone. You're making us look bad. And then those yeah. people run off because they're just trying to get shit started. So right. who who knows you know who's behind it all but I I guess the whole point is like don't focus on that like people 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 are protesting that this that there is systematic racism in America and and it's crazy that there that there are people on complete opposite ends where people literally can't even wrap their heads around it they're like what are you talking about and it's like you just yeah. don't understand what it's like to be a black guy neither do I but I can at least know that i don't know you know right. like i right. can accept that i don't know like yeah. if 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 one of my black friends is telling me hey it's it's been pretty hard growing up black because i've been uh what's the word you know people have been prejudiced against me you know in situations yeah. i just have to take their word for it and be like yeah I've, i haven't really dealt with that nobody like i saw a video of a black uh fedex driver and somebody, he's he's crying in the back of the truck. He's like, somebody just swerved towards me and almost hit me and spat on me and called me the N-word. And I'm like, find me a white FedEx driver who's ever had to deal with something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... it's it's It exists. It, yeah, it totally does. And I think as white people, because we can't sympathize, like we can sympathize, but I mean, we, do, we can't understand. And the only thing I think that we can do is realize, hey, especially Utah, where we had very little, there's a very low black population in Utah. And I think there still is. It's gotten it's gotten better. It's a lot more diverse. Yeah. But like, I don't think we had a single, we might have had a black kid, a, a black person in high school growing up, but I don't remember. And that's insane. Like, yeah. that's insane to think. And, like, I think we have to realize, like, hey, we grew up a very specific way. I remember having very terrible thoughts. They're awful. I need to continuously stop doing that, be anti-racist, and, like, continue to move forward and have those hard conversations with friends and family. Because it's something that's just been, that's just been embedded, I think. Like, and it, it's something that's, like, I made a post about this way when it started it's something that it wasn't intentionally passed down to us, but it's just something that like 
our parents before them did it and their parents before did it you know it's just the way life was yeah doesn't make it right they they have they have no connection to the black community and so they have a hard time sympathizing yeah. in um, fact they have more connection with slave owners <laughs> and more connection with powerful white people well you know it's the thing is, is if you live out here or if you, you know, odds are you probably have like a black friend or you, you have somebody that you're connected to that's uh, that, that's a minority that you have an emotional connection with. Right. And so yeah. when, when this black when, when this black life thing comes out, you're kind of able to go like, I'm upset that my friend is upset. Like you can at least you see that your friend is upset during this time. You can be like, I, I hate seeing my friend upset here. And there are a lot of people in places like Utah and rural areas that don't have that connection where they're, they can just be like, man, you know, it sucks that my friend here is upset. So they're so yeah. disconnected from it. So it's it's very hard yeah. for them to, to just sympathize and just be able to just be like, yeah, there's, you know, but that's. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite, it goes along with this. One of my favorite quotes, I don't know if it was said by someone specific, but it was shared around on social media is I'd rather offend I'd rather offend my white friends than watch my black friends die. Like that's, that's really like, I feel what it has come down to. And it sucks that it's like that. And I hope one day we can get better, but like, it's going to, it's going to take probably another hundred years or so. Like, I don't know exactly, but we can. Well, I, yeah, I think the, the, the basic point of it is we, we want to eradicate this idea of racism, but you're not going to, you're not going to get it out of people that it's like inherently in them. You can maybe enlighten some people who just aren't aware that it's in their head and they might realize, Oh my God, I, you know, it's, I just didn't realize that I was thinking of it this way. But for the most part, you just have to kind of get it out generationally, right? You just have to hope. You just have to hope that it doesn't pass on to the next generation. So, yeah, and I, I think that's very important. I think, I think also like, my stepdad, he says the n word all the time. <laughs> just putting and that out there. <laughs> from now on, if he says that in front of me, like I, I will admit my wrong that I have. I have. I mean, I have even before this have been like, don't say that. But it's mostly been like, okay, like it's my stepdad who's, you know, but now if he says it, it's going to be very angry (laughs) and very upset and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. And I think it's important to do stuff like that. Is that going to change him? Probably not. But it'll at least make him understand like, hey, we're like, and he won't say it around me. I know if I said it and he know I meant that I don't want him to say it anymore, he would stop. I know he respects me enough that way. But, you know, like you mentioned you know, I was I, when I posted a post about it's called socially acceptable racism. It's where in a community like Utah, it's just a socially acceptable thing and it's what you're taught. So it's it's hard to identify it because everyone else does it, you know. Yeah. And I kind of posted about that. And my mom, she told me a story about how she was going to get food uh, for takeout. And while she was going to get food, she saw like four black people waiting to get their food and her first thought that came to her mind was oh what are they doing oh my gosh oh my goodness but but she said i remembered your post and i was like oh wow like this is something that still affects me i didn't think it did but just having that thought affected me and now we have pretty cool open talks about this kind of stuff and she's she's like brought up brianna taylor to me and like we've we've had some really good talks and so 
I, I, I agree that generationally, that's where it's going to like really have an impact because she's still going to vote for Trump, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, man, this has just been. So, yeah. so, so this all started when I asked what, what has gone on over quarantine and we got really caught up in George Floyd yes. and the BLM movement, but uh, um there, so a couple a couple of things that that I was just thinking of um we've lost some celebrities again yeah. freaking Black Panther Chadwick yeah. and you know yeah. what's interesting about that is I remember I don't know how long it's been maybe a year or two a picture of him came out and he did not look healthy he looked very skinny and redditors were making fun of him because they didn't understand what was going on they're just like they're just like you know kind of relating it to like drug usage or you know just whatever and then we when we realized what it was it was like holy crap like someone called reddit out they're like you guys remember when you were making fun of him no the yeah. the fact that he was still making movies and keeping that a secret and dealing with that is yeah. insane yeah i think it came out somewhere that like it was right either right before black panther or during black panther he found out how serious what he had was and yeah, he just still did all that and was super inspiring. And, you know, I, oh, it was, it, it's really hard to hear about. Yeah. People like him. It's, but yeah, it was, he was inspiring. Um, Eddie Van Halen. That was another Eddie one. Eddie Van Halen is a recent one. Yeah. We, we, it just came out that Jeff Bridges has leukemia. Yeah. That's crazy. So we're all praying for him because we we need the dude to hold out a little longer. Yep, we do. Because, like, that's not cool, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the freaking explosion and where was that? Lebanon or oh, Beirut? Yeah. yeah, that was nuts. That was like, the biggest explosion I've ever seen, man. Yeah, that was scary. Like, the first time I saw it was a, was on TikTok. And at first, because, you know, there's some, like, meme explosion videos. And at first I was like, huh, if they're trying to do this to be funny, this is not funny. Like, mm-hmm. this, this feels, um, but they weren't. And, I, and, it, and it was literally a video from someone who I guess just decided to film it on TikTok and caught the explosion. Which I don't know why you would go to TikTok during some crazy moment. But, you know, they, they didn't know how bad it was going to be because they caught the explosion during that time it was like it was like half of a city like it was huge and then the rest of the city like windows were blown out i saw somebody on reddit was asking like people who live in that area like how have things been and it's still it's insane because the government doesn't know how to handle it and i guess they're not accepting a lot of help for some reason so people are literally just living like suddenly in like a third world country out of nowhere like there it's all just survival just basic needs now and it's i mean it's 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 so hard to keep up with everything these days <laughs> like this yeah. is the, the, this episode unfortunately i guess is not like our goofy ha- happy whatever but it's you know it's <laughs> we'll just kind of to, we'll get to it it's kind yeah, of an think... update on what's been going on and this is what's been going on yeah i feel like the last couple of years i remember us especially when trump got elected i feel like the meme was to be like man how terrible was the last year like (laughs) there's no way it's gonna get worse oh man 
this person died, there's yeah. no way it's going to get any worse. And I feel like we were just challenging <laughs> the powers that be. And now yeah, it's the, just... the universe was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I just, I just want to get back to a little bit of normality. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, I don't know how, what that means. I, I'm not a kind of person that I, I don't think I'm learned enough to be like, this is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know people that are, and I will listen to them, and uh, and that's President Trump. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, was was there anything else you want to talk about, or should we get into a, a segment? Man, I oh, I did want to say real quick. I'm yeah. sure we can say this at the end, but like, we've we've been having a lot of people still listening to the show. We've been getting a lot of new fans um, while we've not been posting, which I know for a podcast is always scary. But, the, you know, we've still been getting listens. We, we, we Having you guys reach out to us has been really nice during this time. And um, hearing that you guys might want to move out to L.A. soon. And I hope once it's safe that you do that. If you decide to do it now, I mean, that's what it's up to you. Hopefully our videos can help you and our videos, our podcast in some way, but it has yeah. helped a lot to hear from you guys and to hear um, that you're still listening to the show. Cause yeah, it just means a lot that people want to listen to stuff that you produce, you know? Yeah. You so. showed me, you showed me a, vi- or a message where somebody was like, Hey, I was recommended to you guys and I binged every episode. So like, both of those things taken into consideration the fact that somebody recommended our podcast and the fact that that person who got recommended liked it so much that they listened to the whole thing that's thank you for that and we're glad that you like it yeah. we we hope that this one is still at least entertaining it's you know it's it's not like goofy yeah. or whatever but um this is our this is our perspective on what's been going on lately, lately so yeah and hopefully soon you know my my feeling is is that like once once uh, COVID starts going down, you know, California is going to say, all right, you can meet up with people, 10 people or less. That's what they were doing before. Sean's going to be the first person who I have <laughs> come over. So, yeah, yeah it's um, we'll, we'll he's down. We will do more of the podcast or whatever. I mean, mental, mental, um, Mental health is more is important first and foremost than other stuff like this. Yeah, I I had full intention of you know of doing this this podcast this year. I mean, I, last holiday season I invested in <laughs> all this equipment because I wanted to get yeah. get into it and be excited about it again and and start producing podcasts for other people and nothing nothing is really happening with that. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. You know, I'm glad that we were able to do this. I haven't really been wanting to do it too much. I I really wanted to use it as an excuse to get together, but I was like, yeah. I was like, I, was I like, wanted to too. But like, you know, we I was like, all right, let's do it outside. And then we, you know, we need a good power source for that. And then we were gonna do it on the balcony, but then that would mean he'd have to come inside, which is. And I suggested and, you know, I, I suggested using a grappling hook to get onto your balcony. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we should do a rope a rope uh, ladder. Oh, there we go. See, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, I, my roommate currently works, you know, uh, almost every day, and so I just want to be be extra safe. And yeah, I understand. Like that, so. 
But <sighs> should we get some fun? <laughs> After that, yeah. I'll, uh, yep. you know, load up baggage. Here, I've got the little thing here. Let's do it. You guys know what time it is, okay? And now it's time to hear some pitch and flicks. Oh shit! <laughs> what uh, I started playing the Pitch and Flicks intro. It's not Pitch and Flicks. It's this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare laugh! I, I was all for it. <laughs> Come on! Don't, Don't you dare, dare laugh! I mean it. I just love how we went through that and we're literally saying pitch and flicks out loud and just did not register. <laughs> okay, so you were going through the same thing. I was. I totally was. That's good. Um, by the way, I I had lunch with Patrick a couple days ago. He came out here nice. to visit his sister-in-law and we had a social distance <laughs> wow. uh, lunch, which was really fun. So Patrick loves – Patrick is the one who did the our intro – and did this little thing, so shout out to Patrick. Patch easy. Yeah, the yeah, musician. Alright, so yeah, we're gonna we, we, we did come to prepared with some funny clips, so let's just let's let's um take your minds off what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know. We're just gonna entertain you now. Yeah, let's entertain. Okay. Go first? Okay. Right, first, here we go. Let's see. One second still starting out here. <laughs> I mean, you can see the title here, but uh, the the uh, if you're listening, you can't see the title. So, you know, Watson, like when you're in quarantine after a while, and you're a guy, you uh, you really miss the the connection with a woman. You're like, God, I just, you know, I I need some some tits in my face or something. I need I I need skin on skin. I need something. Well, this gentleman has a really great idea uh, awesome. to to if you're with a woman. I like getting peanut butter sucked off my dick. I like getting the chubby, the chubby fat holes. They got the sticky titties and stuff. And put peanut butter on my dick and let them suck it off. For the simple oh. fact that a lot of those chubby ass holes want to lose weight. And they starve themselves and eat vegetables and stuff. And they're dying for a chance to, 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 to eat fat. <laughs> and so if you can put some peanut butter on your dick, it, it is an excuse for it. See, they can't eat the peanut butter without being yeah, a little bit. Yeah, brown. Then they'll feel like a fat bitch. But if you put the peanut butter on your dick, then they'll feel like they got special permission to do it. And then they tell them, well, if you suck a real dick, you'll burn all the calories off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. See? <laughs> See? If you're trying to get a girl to, you know, do that uh-huh. thing, um, just put peanut butter on it. <laughs> If she's hesitant, you just you just slather a little butter on there and you're good to go. Good to go. Um, I mean, should I should we go through all of them or go back and forth or how should we do this? However you want. It'll be. I have mine queued up and ready. So here, I'll just click stop share. Now you go. Going in, guys. Zoom, baby. All right. (laughs) Can you see it? Yeah. Okay, now I know the title is, yeah. All right, hope, let me know if you should, can hear Should this. we tell the audience what? Oh. Well, there's nothing really. So, 
this is a clip of a video. There's people who have a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker, and this guy's yelling at them. Okay. And I know it sounds like it's not going to be funny, but it is. <laughs> okay. okay. Hopefully, let me know if you can hear it. Can you hear it? What did he say? I will beat your dick all night long. And then the guy's like, that's kind of gay, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's kind of gay. I will beat your dick. And then there's literally a moment where, where he, he realizes. What yeah. it sounded like. <laughs> like, he even smiles. Like, he's just like, oh, you got me. <laughs> so, yeah. That's kind of gay, isn't it? <laughs> that's funny. All right, so this guy, I, I got a lot of mine from uh, your mom's house. Um, this was a guy that has been making videos, and he they actually interviewed him on your mom's house a while ago, but he really wants to be in fart fetish videos. Absolutely. So here's a, pl here's a plea from him. Making this YouTube video because I need to put it out there that yes, yes. Yes, please. I wish to be a part of fart male white porn. All I wish to be is the um black funnel noodles. And if you're blonde hair, you be the chicken cream fart on on my brown funnel noodles. And if you're a guy with red hair, you be like a um barbecue spicy buffalo cream on my black brown noodles funnel because I'm the funnel. And if you have dark hair. All I want you to be like is the beef cream over my black funnel noodles. I'm doing this because this is not a joke. I would like to get in fart mail porn. Please, y'all. It's a... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's not joking, man. He is not joking. Wow. Man, that is a real plea. I did not even know that existed. And I'm happy I didn't know that existed. <laughs> but that is... <laughs> okay, so I got to stop sharing now. Okay. Your turn. All right. This next one is uh, he's one of my he, he was on Vine a little bit. I know I got to come in with the vines, <laughs> but well, this one isn't a Vine. But so he's back on TikTok, and he's been doing these things where he does an impression of Tom Brady. Oh, nice! And it, he creates his own character of Tom Brady, and I think this is one of the best ones uh, that he does. And his TikTok is. Maddie Dude Izzle. I Z Z L E. So here he is. Good honey, it's Tom Brady coming down the tunnel. Holy shit, honey. <laughs> Holy shit, honey. It's Tom Brady. He's coming back down the tunnel. He must have forgot something or something. That's right, kid. Forgot my helmet. Forgot my pads. Forgot my fucking gear. <laughs> series where he does them i'm sure it won't be the last time i share it but yeah super fun it's a good uh rendition of mr brady 
<laughs> All right. Now this is uh this is a gentleman who is legally allowed to say uh oh wait, can I I'm not sharing it yet. No. <laughs> Apparently he's legally allowed to say uh a specific word. Oh no. Hey, if you ever feel like you're a worthless piece of shit, just know that after I got my seventh concussion, the doctors diagnosed me as legally retarded in the state of Pennsylvania. So, oh. if I ever make a video and y'all hear me throwing around, throwing around retard, fucking retard, you're a retard, that's retarded, I can oh. fucking say it. And if you got a problem with it, come suck on this big ass horse meat, ho. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. So, I guess he gets a pass, apparently. Wow, I guess so. That was not going the direction I was thinking it would, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is my last clip. You've probably seen this, but I loved this so much. So this is a little section from uh, Bill Burr's opening on Saturday Night Live. Oh, man, the the goat. Oh, I had to because it was awesome. So, yeah, here we go. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's go back in history here. And real quick, he's talking to white women. Okay, sorry. Well, let's let's go back in history here. Okay. You guys stood by us toxic white males through centuries of our crimes against humanity. You rolled around in the blood, muddy. And occasionally, when you wanted to sneak off and hook up with the black dude, if you got caught, you said it wasn't consensual. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what you did. So why don't you shut up? Sit down next to me and take your talking to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man. Not that I mean, yeah. I just I, and the beginning of that uh, awesome monologue. I think his whole monologue was was pretty great. There was one joke that didn't land, but um, <laughs> you know, he starts off that whole thing about how a lot of white women are trying to, you know take over black lives matter movement or some kind of you know righteous movement on social media and you know they you know kind of run wild with it not that white males are you know get a pass and which is which is smart about this joke because he it's not like he's trying to say that white males are not to blame he still he still definitely throws toxic white males there too um but yeah i just thought i just thought it was such a cool very smartly paved joke that like is also very you know thought-provoking and very interesting so yeah well you know people people can take that uh personally but you know he's he's generalizing and so if you are a white woman, you can step back from that and be like, he's not talking directly to me. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he is making a point about historically certain things have happened, but he's not saying F every white woman, you know, he's right. just, and you know, that's, that's, that's how comedy works. You generalize. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully though, if like there is a white woman listening who is doing what he says <laughs> they shouldn't be doing and not saying, 
like everyone needs to be supporting Black Lives Matter, in my personal opinion, right now. But there are people who like bulldoze, right? And like I've seen people that like try and tell black people how to protest and mm-hmm. try and tell black people how they should do things. <laughs> and it's like and and it's not just white people, white women, it's white men too. But I don't know. I love comedy like that. I love comedy where we're going to laugh about something, but also you need to listen the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It, you, it might make you uncomfortable, but the point is to hopefully maybe c- correct some behavior, or at least make you aware of some behavior. Kind of what you were saying about, you know, if your stepdad, you know, uses the wrong word and if you were around, you would call him out on it. Well, that would make him uncomfortable and it would hopefully be, at least make him aware of the behavior. So that's kind of the idea with that. So. For sure. Yeah. I miss comedy. <laughs> but I I will I my girlfriend, she does stand up and she's still doing stand up with Zoom and she's killing it. So keep going if she's listening. I just don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> yeah. Stand up on Zoom is hard because you just you you do have people laughing, but you know it's delayed and like sometimes you can't even hear it and so. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain energy to comedy. Plus the whole the whole thing that I was really wanting to get better at and practice with is being comfortable on stage in front of people. Like that was kind of the thing that I was wanting to get better at over time. So that's not really there as much. So oh, uh, and speaking of comedy, while we're on it, um, so if you're in Los Angeles, you should definitely go check out the Park and Laugh, which is a series that they show comedy videos comedy movies but i was talking to the guy six feet apart with a mask i was talking to the guy there and i guess their hope is that they so they take the transmitter and once they get enough people to come to this thing they're going to do uh stand-up shows there Mm. and you just pull up in your car and they have the fm transmitter that's with the microphone I think sounds pretty cool. So I hope that that can that can happen. No, co- comedians have been doing that. I think uh Bert Kreischer was one of the first to start doing drive-in tours. You know what's interesting is that I feel like the drive-in movie theater was kind of a dying business model, but it just fits so perfectly for the current situation that it's like all of a sudden it's we're finding a use for them again. I think that's that's yeah. pretty interesting. That's a whole other thing. I, I know we're kind of winding down. That's a whole other thing. Like the movie theaters, like that whole business is like, who knows if they're going to survive, which sucks because me and your, one of our favorite things is going to see movies together. So I think in LA, it's going to be fine. It sucks. Cause I hope that it will last everywhere, but LA, it's such a, I think it's such a big thing for LA. Yeah. Uh, so we I, we are actually, the, we are the entertainment industry. Um, there's way more billboards for movies out here than I ever saw yeah. living in Utah and stuff. So there, there yeah. will be theaters to some capacity out here. Plus it's just so densely populated. It's just another thing for people to go out and do. So, um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely see that. Uh, did you, did you want to do an excerpt from, if you have like Teflon handy or I can <laughs> grab the alphabet of manliness? Uh, Teflon is right there. I can grab it if you want. <laughs> I don't think we've. I don't know when the last time we did a reading from Teflon was. 
Yeah. Here, explain explain to them what Teflon is while I grab it. So the Watson, at some point, with when he was uh, with uh, an improv group or something, they they came, somebody introduced him to this uh, gangster novel Teflon, and they they would play a lot of games with it, where they would just read random excerpts from the book and and try and you know use that for improv scenes and stuff. And so we've made it a tradition now where we'll just randomly pick a page because any any and everything in that book is just gold. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what we can come up with with today. Yeah, hopefully you build it up and I can actually find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can grab the alphabet of manliness. Manliness until next time. I'll have to find it. Yeah, no worries. I got. I see it right here, so I'll be right back. All right. The alphabet of manliness is where we pick a letter, and there it's a very satirical book, and it tells you how you can be more manly. I just explained to them what the alphabet or the alphabet of manliness is. Yeah. So this this gentleman Maddox. Um, I I remember hearing about him like in high school. He had this website called the Best Page in the Universe, and uh, he would just have random uh, uh, blogs about whatever thing he felt like, and they were actually really good, funny reads. And so when I saw that he had uh, he had written a book called this, I was I was pretty interested. Um, I figure I don't I don't know the letter V came to mind for virus. Yeah. But uh, but what he what he has, which is also kind of still appropriate, uh, V is for violence. <laughs> so right. so the alphabet of manliness, and we're doing V for violence. Ever ever wonder why every time an archaeologist discovers a new fossil of ancient man, it's always a piece of his jawbone or a fragment of his wrist. The reason you rarely find a whole skeleton intact isn't because of weathering, erosion, or any of the other theories that that ivory tower intellectuals are always trying to shove down our throats. It's because men love violence and every red blooded man wants to die as violently as possible. In fact, man's very existence depends on it without finding increasingly more violent ways to end life. The romantic comedy industry would slowly whittle away at the fabric of man's being until all that's left is an overly sensitive eunuch who cries himself to sleep. <laughs> Violence builds character. Why settle for sucking on modern medicine's teat as you rot away for a retirement home, in a retirement home when you can stand up on a roller coaster and have every bone in your face smashed in a spectacular display of regulatory defiance? <laughs> and there's a picture of somebody's face getting smashed on a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, and then this next section just says, "Oh no, another boring obituary." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, violence on a budget <laughs> electric chair $52 oh my god <laughs> yeah so he's a silly man that's cool wood chipper god damn oh have you seen uh, um, Tucker and Dale versus evil <laughs> oh I watch it every Halloween oh, okay that makes sense Good. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, when they run and jump into the wood chipper. He's oh. he's trying to help him out, but it looks like he's shoving him in. 
Uh, what's uh, what's uh, do you have coming up on your movie list to watch your Halloween movie list? Well, tonight, Rocky Horror. I just watched Shining and Doctor Sleep. Um, gonna be watching uh, Cabin in the Woods soon. Uh, the new Halloween as well. Watch the old Halloween mm. and. Uh, I mean, this isn't Halloween, but uh, the new Borat movie comes out oh, <laughs> in yes. a couple of days. <laughs> Man, it's been so, so long, like 15 years or something, or however long. Did you hear Did you hear the news that broke today? No. It's kind of a spoiler, but... My so... penis! <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> yes. Um, you know who Rudy Giuliani is? Of course, yeah. Yeah, so Rudy Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, for those who don't know. Well, wasn't he also the mayor of New York for a long time? He was the mayor of New York. He's also in Adam Sandler's uh, anger management movie. <laughs> um, they, So it came out recently, or today, that there's a scene in Borat where Borat tricks Rudy Giuliani into thinking that his daughter, Borat's daughter is a journalist who then proceeds to convince Rudy Giuliani to go into a hotel room. And as he's taking off, as she's taking off Rudy Giuliani's mic, he puts his hands down his pants (laughs) and it's all filmed. There's pictures of it. So it's like legit happens. And then apparently what, what happens is, is the actress, I don't think she really is, but the actress who plays, uh, Borat's daughter is 15 in the in the in the movie, and he knows that she, or he's told that she's 15, and he still does it. Well, then Sasha Baron Cohen comes in his Borat and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 Rudy, Rudy! Like that's she's 15, she's 15, she's she's too old for you." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch it. Oh my it. god. He's he's a genius, man. The things that he's gotten people to, the, the the what's that? Who is America? Did you watch all those? I did, I did. Oh yeah, that was great. When he oh. when he does the self defense with the congressman and he's chasing him with his pants down, like yeah. how do you get people to do this shit? Dude, when you put a camera in front of somebody, they will do almost anything. Which <laughs> is crazy. Oh, you had another movie recommendation: the trial of the eight. Oh, the trial of seven. Hold on, I gotta remember it. It's on Netflix. Well, I just want to say because you mentioned Doctor Sleep, and if any listeners are not familiar or haven't seen it, it is the sequel to The Shining, and it is. Yeah. It went so like under the radar. I feel like when it came out, and it's one of the best scary movies of the last few years. I agree, and I, I was actually talking to Chris about it. Um, and when it came out and she saw the trailer, she had no idea that it was a sequel to The Shining. And I think that's why. I think a lot of people just didn't know that that's what it was. But yes, please go see Doctor Sleep. And then, Sean, you need to see The Trial of Chicago of the Chicago 7. It's on Oh, that just Netflix. came out, right? Yes, it's on Netflix. Sasha Baron Cohen is in it. <laughs> that's oh, why wow. It and it's written and directed by the guy who did Social Network. Not... It's the guy who wrote Social Network. This is his directorial debut, Aaron Sorkin. Uh-oh. He also did West Wing. He's 
an amazing writer and this is an amazing everyone else go watch it too obviously and it's very relevant to now so okay oh um one that i kept hearing about on my podcast and finally checked out last night was uh my octopus teacher (laughs) you checked that out yet oh you haven't even heard of it or so yeah that's a netflix documentary it's it's a single guy made it by himself he 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 grew up on like the very coast of like the southern coast of africa or something as a kid so he was swimming in the ocean a lot and whatever and yeah. so he's like at his midlife crisis point and he just decides i'm going to go back to that it was basically a cove in africa and yeah. every day he was just going out and snorkeling and just swimming out in the cove and just getting to know the life out there and he basically makes friends with an octopus for a year. He goes out there every day for a year and visits the octopus and they become friends and he studies it. And it's very heartfelt and he gets some amazing wow. footage and like a lot of the things that he he learns and discovers. It's They talked about it on Bobby Lee's podcast and uh, a couple other ones, but it's – and some people have said it's one of the more important documentaries right now because it, you know, it, it makes people – have more sympathy for nature and whatnot like bobby lee's girlfriend she's filipino she she would eat anything and now she's like i'm never eating octopus ever again so (laughs) okay i'll definitely i put it on my netflix right now as we were talking so yeah and then i i for for halloween stuff i finally i've been meaning to check out the filmmaker who made uh hereditary and midsummer and i finally watched those that guy. <laughs> you watched those? That was your first time. Yeah, his movies are insane, dude. I, Midsummer. Oh, it, so, it's long. It's like two and a half hours, but yeah, Hereditary hits me in just a way that no movie has, horror or otherwise. Midsummer is great too, for sure. But but like the gore in that. I mean, they're both gory, but like Midsummer is like holy <laughs> yeah the gore is just uh Sadiq almost left the theater because he had to puke oh during, wow during the cliff scene oh yeah um i noticed a, a, a little bit of a commonality between the two or there's kind of like this ritualistic gory thing happening at the end if you know what i'm talking about there's yes. a kind of a, when i because i watched midsummer first and then when i was watching when hereditary was ending i was like this kind of has a midsummery feel with like the yeah. way it's kind of this ritualistic thing going on but sure. yeah really creepy shit man it's interesting yeah. so i think hereditary is my favorite still um which of course you know was filmed in utah right no i didn't know yeah hereditary is, is 100 filmed in utah um in fact if you like look at the license plates they all say Utah. <laughs> you know, it, I I was I don't want to give too much away, but I was surprised. You know, because the girl is on the front of the thing, you think she's kind of a big part of it, right? And I don't want to say too much more, but <laughs> you, I thought it was like going to be all about her all the way through. But it was interesting. Yeah, yeah it's crazy because two actors who are in that movie are in two shorts of mine because they got actors from Utah, so the the main kid the brother of that sister his best friend the guy who's there smoking weed under the bleachers with mm. he's in he's in my horror my take me out horror uh, and then you don't really see his face oh i don't want to spoil it for people but 
the naked part in Midsummer, the ritualistic part that mm. you're talking about. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> oh wow. You see a lot of him in that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Fun. Well, cool man. Yeah. This has been insane. I don't know how long we've been going, but we're at almost two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's been a minute. We hope you guys have, uh, you know, not lost interest and made it the whole way through. There's a lot to cover, yeah. so <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. Hope you stay safe, and please always hit us up if you ever just want to, you know, talk about something that we talked about. We haven't got an email in a while. If you guys want to ask us questions or bring up something for us to talk about. Yeah, we didn't have a, we usually have a listener email section, so we didn't have anything to do with that today. So give us something for next time. Yeah, which is uh, TDLA podcast. Yep, at, at gmail.com. Okay, it's been a while since I looked at that. And that's also all of our socials. Um, and yeah. And all also right. thank you, Sean. This, is, this, yeah. is, this has been really nice. And this feels, it's, it's not 100% normal because we have this screen in front of us and we're on Zoom. But yeah. Um, there's a little bit of normality back to old life, which kind of helps a lot. So, yeah, same. I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to do it. So thank you. And, uh, we will, we'll see you guys all next time. Whenever that is, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, <we> don't know. <laughs> hopefully but, sooner than later, but, um, you know, yeah. we, we love you and love you too, buddy. Yep. Bye. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.